Wellness Force Radio, episode 53. I got to the point where it's not about getting people to sweat anymore. It's about getting people to think differently about themselves, about what they want to do with their lives. It's about a greater purpose. Fitness is like, you know, that byproduct of actually caring about yourself and going for greatness and what you want to accomplish and contribute to the world. So I thought, okay, when you have a greater purpose beyond just wanting to be a certain size or a certain weight, then you're going after something greater and that gives you more purpose on your daily actions. What's up, iTunes? Welcome back to another episode. I am Josh Trent, your host, and thank you, my friend, for sharing this small slice of your day here with me on the podcast. This show is where I'll find you the most inspiring and passionate experts in behavior change and wellness technology. Every week, you and I get to come together to learn from a world-class leader who's dedicating their life to driving real transformation in our physical and emotional wellness. Today on the show, we're going deep and getting knowledge and tools from Anna Renderer. Anna is a certified high-performance coach and the fitness expert and host of Pop Sugar Fitness, creating new workout programs every week for over 700,000 subscribers. That is a lot of subscribers. Anna's also the creator of the Sexy Confident Woman Formula and the 7-Day Fat Furnace and is a one-star diamond coach for Team Beachbody, growing a network of fitness professionals and enthusiasts to develop online businesses and brands to change more lives around the country. Anna's coming on the show today to talk about real strategies for the modern day woman and mom to better understand how specific mindsets and a formula she's created can help all of us really show up more vital, healthy, and fit in our lives, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. Wellness force is the energy inside of all of us that fuels us to be our very best. And in a busy world, sometimes we all can get thrown off track and lose touch with the power we're born with. So today, we're tapping into and getting clear on your wellness force. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Perfect Supplements. I've been searching for products I can trust since 2005, and I'm honored to support a company who walks the talk with their values of non-GMO, organic, and pesticide-free real food supplements that support us on the wellness journey. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com slash wellnessforce or enter code wellnessforce at checkout to get 10% off your next order. This week, I got one of the most touching and powerful iTunes reviews I've received since the show came on last year. It's from Loom Loom Says. I love this podcast. When I feel stuck and not sure where to go in my health journey, I know I can count on Josh and Wellness Force to have a point of light in my dark day. I appreciate how much he puts into the podcast. Just two years ago, I was an insulin-dependent type 2 diabetic who was depressed and having talks with my parents on how I wanted to be buried in end-of-life discussions. Today, I'm no longer considered diabetic with an A1C of 5, happy and healthy, and looking forward to a lifelong adventure. It wasn't until I looked at my life as a life instead of just a diet or the next quick fix. I know now it's a journey. Think of it as a hero's journey. Lots of trials, ups and downs, scary monsters, and beautiful sights. Hardest thing is to get back on the road and look for the next discovery, but I'm so glad I discovered you. Looking forward to the future. Loom Loom, thank you so much. When you're that open, it inspires all of us to be the same. So thank you so much for your power and for your review. We're about to jump into the show with Anna, and I wanted to also let you know something exciting is coming this Friday, April 29th, and that is my birthday. I'm celebrating with you by giving away a $160 health bundle right to your door for my birthday in honor of growing one year older. 
the podcast only needs about 22 more reviews to reach 300. And I'd be so honored and grateful to have your support in achieving this goal by my birthday. It would be a really cool birthday gift too. One amazing, inspired and powerful human that leaves me a quick review will receive a perfect supplements health bundle delivered right to your door. It's got some amazing stuff in there. Ancient minerals, collagen, probiotics, greens powder, Hop on over to wellnessforce.com slash review, or just tap the show screen right there on your iPhone. You'll see the review link come up in purple. Winners will be chosen by Rafflecopter and notified on May 1st via your iTunes username. Thank you for your support. Let's jump into the powerful conversation with Anna Renderer. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. You're coming at me live from Los Angeles. I'm here in San Diego. We both talked before the show started about how amazing it is to like literally be alive in the summertime. Summer's coming. It's such <laughs> a beautiful opportunity to talk about confidence. We're on the show today to talk about designing a life you love. Summer's on the way yes. and how confidence can affect our fitness and our wellness. So thanks for coming on. It's awesome to be here. I'm so excited because honestly, we both live in California and we're so close yet so far away. So it's great to be connected again. Absolutely. Well, look, you're online everywhere. You are the host of Pop Sugar Fitness for 700,000 subscribers. You've mm. created this sexy, confident woman formula. You're a diamond coach, one-star diamond for Beachbody. You teach thousands of fitness professionals and millions of moms, dads, CEOs, people how to be fit. But what is something that we don't know about you? There's so much about you online. What's something special or fun we don't know about you? I know, you know, it's like we share our lives on social media when we're really trying to reach our audience and, and share our message. Um, I guess one thing a lot of people don't know is that I'm one of six kids and my mom raised us by herself. And um, I think a lot of my personal strength and determination in this world to really design um, my dream life comes from her struggles and from watching her do what she did. And, um, and you know, we're so close, me and my siblings, we have this incredible bond. We're not like, you know, I know how, you know, family can have their drama, but there's something special about our family and it's, um, it's pretty unique. So that's something not a lot of people know. That is so thank you for sharing that with us, because the fundamentals of how we step into our greatness is really important. I think it's special mm -hmm. to share that a lot of people listening are interested in getting more confidence. Mm -hmm. And typically when we have low confidence, when we're having struggles with building confidence, it's typically attached to a story, a story yeah. that we're telling ourselves. And by the way, that story could be absolutely true. Mm. So I'm curious if you could just share with us a little bit of your story about how you transitioned through that, being a sibling of six kids and being raised by the single mom. Shed some light on that for us and so we can get to know you a little bit more. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the journeys are never just easy to talk about. And there's so many stories that I could share. And when I think about, though, what really impacted me the most as a kid was um, really having to go without you know, there's a lot of things in our lives where we have a lot of wants um, and a lot of needs. I had everything I needed, but like nothing I wanted, you know, it's just like, God, I want this. I want that. And, um, and so it really gave me a fire. And I, I did learn from a young age, um, you know, kind of 15 years old was when it really hit me was that you know, no one's going to give you anything. You know, no one owes you anything. 
this, you've been put here, you've been given this life. And so what are you going to do with it? And I remember just journaling when I was 15, because I was tormented. I was emotional. I was sad. I was frustrated. Um, I've had abandonment, abandonment issues. And there's just been things that I've had to get through. And that is truly what has given me the confidence. It's what's helped me take my struggle and make it, you know, my success. Um, so, you know, getting through that and really having the support of my family, um, you know, the loving support, you know, money is one thing and having your parents pay for your college is awesome. It's like, I wish that was in my life, mm -hmm, but I had mm -hmm. love <laughs> and I had the essentials. I had, I had all my needs met. I just didn't have a lot of, you know, the wants. And so I've been striving for that. Yeah. And that's helped me a lot. So when we're looking at this roadblock that could have been a roadblock, it's a choice that you made. And I think this is really unique to what you've created. I mean, reaching millions of people is not an easy thing. So I'm guessing there's been a lot of things that you've had to let go of. And that becomes a skill, you know, a skill set, letting go of things. You went to Northeastern University, you got a master's in exercise science uh, in 2005. What happened after that? Like, what did you transition to out of college? Uh, you know, in college, I loved exercise physiology. I wanted to go to med school. I was in love with learning about the body. And when I graduated, um, I did a couple internships in the hospitals and I just hated being in the hospital. It was so depressing because I'm like, here's my path that I chose. And now what? And we used to make fun of personal trainers in school. We'd be like, oh, yeah, like yeah. I'm going to be a personal trainer. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the idea of, you know, I don't want to help people. I wanted to help people so much. But I realized in the hospital, I wanted to meet them three years earlier before they got there. And that's when I realized, like, I got to be in preventative disease. I can't do this. I can't do the sick thing. It's just not my energy. It wasn't where I thought I could be most useful um, with my talents and with what I knew. So I went right into fitness, um, kind of moved from Boston to San Diego. And I met one of the greatest mentors of my life, Todd Durkin. Fitness Quest 10 was his studio. And he took me under his wing. It was like he was my dad, like the, my big brother, you know, my papa, who he was like, I'm going to teach you everything, girl. I'm going to teach you everything that I know. And I kind of combined that with what I learned in school. Why do you think that connection with you and Todd was so special? Why, why do you call him your dad? What was that? <laughs> he was like this role model I'd never had before. Um, I've had coaches. I've had um, great um, parents in my life that helped kind of raise me. Um, you know, my friend's parents that really cared about me and they showed me a lot of guidance in addition to my mom. But he was like, he was something different. His energy, it was his drive. It was his push. He pushed me. So for once in my life, there was someone who said like, you can do better, girl. Like, what are you waiting for? Go after mm. it. And I think his mentality of just push yourself a little bit more, challenge yourself. Don't go for mediocre, go for great. That lesson that he instilled in me just made me want to follow everything he did. And I just wanted to be his wingman. They called me Minnie Durkin, you know, so... It was cool to see you, uh, you know, we met years ago um, when I was down at Fitness Quest 10 and I'd compliment you before we got the interview going here, like you've created yeah. so much. And I'm curious if it comes from this spark, this connection between you and Todd, you know, do you think that Todd understood that in your life early on that it was just your mom? And do you think he filled that void and really gave you that strength and that spark? Um, I think that he probably probably did. He's a smart guy. You know, he had been working a lot on, you know, mentoring others. Um, he had had his studio for about four years, I think, until I got there. And he had been helping people, you know, just 
kind of developed that path. And he saw like a lot in me. I remember having my interview with him. He says, geez, you got a fire in you. I love it. You know? And I, and I really appreciated that he, he spoke at my wedding because I look up to him and, um, you know, there's a lot about our relationship that, um, that I value so much. And I just, I look forward to continuing it, you know? That's so inspirational. And anybody who's ever been around Todd Durkin or seen his videos, it is some resonance with the energy that you have. I think there is a connection there. Well, yeah. let's transition, Anna. I want to talk about this formula you've created, but real quick, pop sugar. Tell mm. people about pop sugar. What is pop sugar? Is it just for women? Is it for men? Like who is pop sugar for and what do you do for them? Thank you for asking. You know, pop sugar is the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, I mean, besides, I guess, a lot of other things, but it is the, a part of my journey um, as a fitness expert where I had this real passion for teaching fitness and inspiring and, and getting people moving. And I started being in Todd's videos as his backup check, you know, and I found this love for it. I just wanted to be the voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I started filming these YouTube videos in the park in San Diego and, and kind of embarrassed, a little bit nervous, shy. Like I didn't really feel comfortable with my voice on camera yet or my energy. I was like kind of a robot. And but I really loved it. And I knew I just had to keep practicing. I had to keep trying. And um, so I did. I kept creating those YouTube videos. And when I got up to L.A., there was an opening for a hosting position for this gig. And. I got it through a network of randomness. I mean, th these kinds of jobs don't show up on Craigslist. And so through a network of people I had kind of told about my passion for video, I got this interview. And Pop Sugar was a platform where it was really based off of what are what's pop culture? Like what's everybody doing in the Hollywood, you know, space for their fitness? How did these these models get in their butts and how is all this happening? And it was a really cool, cool groove that they were going in. Then I came in and I said, we can design something bigger even. Let's create a lot more content because I know how and I want to get it out there and share it with the world. So they really elevated me to let me do my thing. They really gave me space to start developing programs and getting it on the network. It was it was pretty incredible. They are an amazing company. And Pop Sugar is like I feel in the top 10 for YouTube, like you're all over. Some of your videos have 10 million views. How does that sit with you? I mean, like feel that for a moment. 10 million people have learned something from you about fitness at, at one video. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's the gift of being backed up by such an enterprise. I mean, this company, they do so much content and value distribution. They're always writing. They're always putting content out on the web about fitness and health and always coming up with great new ideas on what, what people want, you know? And so I just get to kind of use my creative space and, and put it into play and then put my passion behind it. And people are fired up. I get emails from Saudi Arabia and Ecuador and, you know, Pakistan and, and places I would never even go or, you know, like have the experience of meeting the culture and they're emailing me and being like, you're changing my fitness. I'm like, you're watching these videos. This is amazing. You know, <laughs> women all over the world. And, you know, it isn't just women, but it is the majority because, you know, it's pop sugar. I mean, that yeah. just totally targets women, you know, sure. but I do have some male audience out there who loves the workouts because in the end it is about the workout. 
Well, as the host, you're teaching people so much value, but you transitioned at some point and you created this sexy, confident woman formula. Mm -hmm. This is where you really talk about what you went through. I'm sure that's part of the process, right? Sharing your story, sharing your struggle. You already so vulnerably shared about, you know, being raised with six siblings and and coming through that situation. But Mm -hmm. why did you launch this sexy, confident woman formula and what is it? Well, it's um, it's a kind of a curation of all the years of being in fitness and health. And if you're a trainer listening to this or you're someone that's been through a fitness program, you know that it's a lot of the psychological issues that are holding us back from reaching those results, right? It's how do I stay consistent? How am I going to press play? How am I going to get up and do that workout? Why am I going to eat healthy? And when you're training people and you're a coach, you just keep hitting these issues all the time. It's like you're talking to somebody over and over and over again about the same thing, but why isn't it getting through, right? So it was just years and years of coaching and training. And it's, I got to the point where it's not about getting people to sweat anymore. It's about getting people to think differently about themselves, about what they want to do with their lives. It's about a greater purpose. Fitness is like, you know, that byproduct of actually caring about yourself and going for greatness and what you want to accomplish and contribute to the world. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this to the next level. And instead of just getting people to sweat, I'm going to get them to think, I'm going to get them to feel, I'm going to get them to do more than just sweat. And so at that point, you really started tapping into creating a system, a strategic system, which you've laid out for 10 strategies. I honestly don't know if we'll get to all the strategies today, but but we'll definitely list them out. We'll have them in the show notes. We'll make sure that everybody can get a hold of you. But let's start this. I mean, the first thing you even touch on is become the CEO, which I love. I love that to start, right? The chief energy officer. I mean, what do you deem as the CEO and why is this the first strategy? That's awesome. I like chief energy officer. I didn't even think of that. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, it's the CEO. I think about it is because like you got to take command of your life, you know, and if you're going to run a business, you're going to take command of that ship. You're going to be owning it. You know, you're not going to just take orders from people. You're going to make choices. And I feel like in our lives, women got to decide that they're going to be the CEO. They're not going to, you know, accounting, accountability programs are great, but you know, we all need accountability. But if we don't decide that we want to be there, that we want to make the choices and kind of allow ourselves to, you know, encompass why we're there in our own beliefs, then, you know, it's not going to be sustainable. So people are going through fitness programs and they're feeling good and they're there and they're motivated by all the energy and surrounding things. But unless they start to own it and really decide that they're making the choice, they're there because they want to be and and all of that, then after the program's over, they're not going to go through this low where they can't find the energy anymore. They can't find the motivation. They're looking for the next program. They're looking for the next solution. Yeah. And they keep going from one thing to the next because that might be the answer that they want. That might be the, oh my gosh, reactive mode. Like I tried paleo, I tried low carb, I tried Atkins or whatever it is. And now they're kind of in this constant search mode. And I can relate. I mean, you know, I was 280 plus pounds at one point in my life. So I can relate to a woman who, in my opinion, has a bigger job to do in this world. Women have bigger jobs. They care for the family. They birth children. It's just a lot of pressure for moms and women, right? I mean, they do a lot more. So before we even touch this, become the CEO as a mom or as a female in life, being successful, being productive, what's the mindset that they bring in? 
I mean, what do they do before they even strategy one become the CEO? How do they approach that? Well, you know, that's that's another kind of strategy all in itself. And I say CEO first because we do have to make that shift and we got to change our mind. But one of the things that I don't think a lot of women do is start by releasing their guilt. Because a lot of times we feel guilty about not doing enough, not being good enough. Um, you know, and we hold on to these feelings that we're not perfect and, and all of this stuff. And, you know, that comes down to just taking a second and saying, okay, like I'm never going to reach real success if I don't fail. So it's okay to fail. And all the things that happened in my past, I have to accept because I can't change it now. It is my past. And, you know, even reading the book um, by Victor E. Frankel, when he talks about, you know, when we can no longer change our situation, we challenge ourselves to change ourselves. And so mm. if we look at our lives and we say, I want this change for myself. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to make a difference for myself. I want to change my life. I don't like my weight. I don't feel good. I don't have energy. Okay. Are you guilty? Are you feeling bad? Stop feeling that way right now. Decide to change your mindset to try, you know, to try and change the way you feel about who you are is hard. But if you can let go of the guilt of like your past things, like, oh, I used to eat this way or I used to do this or I never used to exercise. Stop thinking about it. It's over. We can become addicted to thinking. We had another guest and on the show who goes in alignment with what you're saying. One hundred percent. And his name was Gay Hendricks. He's a very he's and he and his wife, Katie. And he talked about becoming addicted to the upregulation of hormones that happen through epinephrine. When we have this negative mm. thinking, it becomes addictive yes. to continue to think that oh, way. Yeah. So we number one strategy, we become the CEO. We take ownership of our family, of our body and everything that's going on. The second thing you talk about is cleaning out the closet. You know, what does this mean? What's this metaphor of like cleaning out the closet? <laughs> That's one of the first things we do in the in the four week program is we clean out the closet of our thoughts, our emotions and our behaviors, because as we go through life, we're, we're, we're picking up this thought and this emotion and this behavior. They might be good or bad. Right. But a lot of times we're keeping the bad in our closet. And so what we do is we go through and we say, all right, what are those negative thoughts, those negative behaviors, those things that are holding me back? What's in my life right now that I can just throw out, toss it? Some of the things are non-applicable. Some people are like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Cool. But what is it that you could toss? What's in there that you can keep? And I, you know, I do a brain dump for the, for, to help my clients kind of go through these things. So I give them a big list of, of thoughts, emotions, behaviors, but it's important to go through that and say, what am I holding on to? Got to free up space. So imagine your wardrobe, you know, and I like using this for women because you think about your wardrobe, you go in there, it's like, imagine everything is nice and clean and all your new stuff is out there in front. And, and that's just like your, your emotions and your thoughts and what's going through your mind, being more aware of the things that you are keeping inside and just decide, boom, out. And, you know, if it's there again, fine, but at least you're conscious of it. You know what comes out for me right now listening to this metaphor, which by the way is beautiful because most women that I know have a pretty big closet, right? Like they like to wear a lot 
lot of clothes. Yeah. But there's always yeah. those five or six things that you keep just in case. And those could yes. be potentially something that weighs you down, right? I mean, these subconscious beliefs, these deep-rooted subconscious beliefs that are pre-programmed from childhood and experience, you know, from early yeah. on in life when we just were, we were a young kid. We didn't exactly know how to fend, how to have those tool sets. So as an adult, we could be yeah. successful. And I love this metaphor because we literally get to take them off the plastic hanger and give them to Goodwill. Yeah. I, I think it's beautiful. Put them in the bag yeah, and just throw give, them Give out. them away yeah. because you literally can use emotions as a vehicle for healing or hurting. So let's get rid of the clothes that hurt us. Um, I love that. So I love that. The third thing you talk about is developing this fitness philosophy. Now, philosophy meaning like a way of living. I mean, dive into this philosophy for fitness. Yeah, well, you know, there's, I always say, you know, if you don't have a philosophy for something, then it doesn't, you don't have a way of dictating your actions and your behaviors um, based on what you believe. Um, so like I have this philosophy that there's two, well, there's two types of extremes here. People that are, that are going to survive or people that want to thrive. And so it's this philosophy that I teach, but I also have um, women develop their own. Because until you've developed a philosophy like, why do you believe eating healthy is good? Because I said so? That's not going to get you anywhere. It doesn't matter what I say. It matters what you feel and what you think. So um, developing a fitness philosophy is so that women don't just think about fitness as this chore, as this thing they have to do in order to feel feel healthy or, you know, be a size two or, you know, whatever, ha have tight butts and whatnot. Fitness has to be a lifestyle, but if you don't believe it to be, you know, the lifestyle and be important in your life, then you're not going to keep with it. You're not going to sustain it. You're not going to do it. And so there's this convenient society we live in right now. It's the most convenient society I think that's ever been in existence. You don't have to buy your groceries. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can have them delivered. You can throw things in the microwave. You don't have to take the stairs anymore. You have escalators, elevators. You don't have to ride your bike. You can take a scooter. It's just everything. If you couldn't move off your couch, you would survive. And there's a lot of our society that's doing that. They're just in survival mode. And I'm trying to relay the fact that if you want to have a better life, if you want to live an experienced life, you got to be active. You got to embrace a fitness lifestyle. So that's what it's all about. That's kind of the idea behind it. One of the things you mentioned in a different piece online is you said, I believe that having purpose will conquer fears of judgment, hardship, and self-doubt. I think this goes in perfect alignment with a philosophy, mm. really, of a way of being, a way in life. Yeah. Why did you write that? I mean, what do you mean by that? How does that relate to fitness philosophy? Wow, um, that's awesome. Because w with that, I don't even know, that might just relate to life, you know, because when you have a greater purpose beyond just wanting to be a certain size or a certain weight, then you're going after something greater. And that gives you more purpose on your daily actions. If you're active and you're healthy because you want to set an example for your children, or you're, you're active and you're healthy because you want to be strong enough to, um, you know, go out for a hike because you want to enjoy nature, you're doing things that allow you to live and experience life. You're not doing it because someone told you to and because the scale is going to tomorrow tell you you're a pound lighter. Mm. So living with more purpose and having a bigger meaning to what you're doing, then you're not going to be held back by, you know, 
the, the doubt that you can do it or the frustrations that you failed before, you have better, you have a better goal now to go after something greater. Do you feel like ladies come to you a lot and they get stuck on maybe on a specific strategy? Is there one strategy where they get stuck more often than not? Is it this fitness piece, this philosophy piece where they kind of halt and say, wait a minute, I have to dig deeper here. I don't know if I can move forward. I think that, I think that, you know, a lot of my clients have more trouble with eating with what they're fueling their body with than, than the fitness part. You know, some women really get energized and they actually start to embrace it the more they do it with fitness. But with the, the food, um, it's harder because for some reason, whether it's been habits in, um, you know, society, how they grew up, um, all those things, it's just what they've been used to and they haven't learned anything new. You know, food is a big issue. And that's why, you know, one of my strategies is conscious eating because I'm, th- I'm saying, are you like, are you aware of how your food makes you feel? I mean, you can do, you can do any diet you want as long as it makes you, that food makes you happy and it doesn't make your body hurt. And that's what conscious eating is. And we go through a way of tracking it. Like, how did you feel before you ate? How did you feel after? Should you eat that again? Great. It should make you feel good, energized. It shouldn't make you tired and bloated and, you know, and feeling like you don't feel like doing anything. And conscious eating is one of those things where women were like, wow, it doesn't have to be so complicated, huh? I can just, you know, eat for how it makes me feel. Yeah, you can. (laughs) <laughs> How do you, you know? have them track this? So you say you, you pay attention. Is it a form? Is it a guideline? Yeah. Like walk us through this tracking piece. Cause I think you hit the nail on the head, Anna, the majority of things that I've gone through in my life center around food. Yeah. I mean, that's a big one for a lot of people, men and women. What's the way you track that? It's literally checking off. Um, it's, I give them a little chart, you know, and, and they just take the first week to do this. Just one week. I say, you can do it for one week. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, you know, because that would be hell because I don't even <laughs> like to track all that. But tracking your habits, you know, don't change a thing. Don't change a thing on my account. Just eat how you normally eat and track how you feel before and after. And I give them some options. Did you feel tired? Did you feel energized? Did you feel satisfied? Did you feel stuffed? Did you feel bloated? Did you feel just good, you know? So I give them a couple options to decide and we tally them up and we start looking at trends. So, you know, a lot of the women that gave me feedback on this, they said, holy cow, I didn't realize that, you know, when I eat this, I am totally demotivated to do anything. I'm, I'm not eating that on a regular basis. That might be a treat. Great. You know, like keep that on the side. Don't do that a lot. And it was a way that they could just start to get in tune with how they were, they're, they were fueling themselves and what it was giving their body. This is powerful because in a way you're quantifying their experience. You know, there's two things that we always focus on for wellness for us. It's behavior change, how to make sustainable long-term health things happen. The second one is wellness technology. Within that is quantified self, fitness trackers, Fitbits, things like that. Do you use that in your groups at all? I mean, do you use technology to empower these women? Not yet. It's just down the road. It's going to come soon. It's got to. (laughs) We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Well, it's a a beautiful transition when you frame conscious eating to tracking, and then you'll have your seventh strategy, which is get addicted to real foods. How do you get addicted to real foods? I love that. Addiction to real foods is not a bad thing. And I like to use addiction because I think that, you know, too often addiction is attached to a negative connotation, right? It's like, why? 
why can't addiction be a good yeah. thing, right? And I'm addicted to being energized. I'm addicted to real food. I'm addicted to joy. I'm addicted to smiling. There's a lot of things that I love. And it's um, being addicted to real foods is just getting away from the habit of going for what you always used to go for when it wasn't serving you before. And when you go into a supermarket and you see this beautiful array of colors and, and fruits and vegetables and um, all the different things that you can buy to fuel yourself, it's, they're real, you know? And yes, you know, it's getting harder and harder to get the nutrients and vitamins out of food, even real food nowadays, just because of the soil and and the farming and the way that we've been consuming as, as, um, a human race. It's, it's okay. But the best thing you can do is go for what is real versus what's been broken down and destroyed and packaged and preserved. It's even worse. So come on, you know? <laughs> we were both at that High Performance Academy and Dave Asprey's on stage and he actually said, based on research, we need 25,000 calories to get all the minerals and nutrients that we need. So what are your thoughts then when we look at getting addicted to real foods? Besides the real foods though, Anna, do you recommend any supplementation for your clients? Are there go-tos for them when they're in a hurry? Like how do they do this and get all the minerals that they need with, you know, besides just real food? Well, that's why I became a Beachbody coach back in 2011 was because um, Beachbody came out with Shakeology and it was a superfood protein shake that I tried and I fell in love with. It was like this liquid vitamin fuel where I was like, woo, what's happening to my body right now? You know, and, it, and they had some digestive enzymes and herbs and things I wasn't really getting um, in my body. I don't I don't really have the time or the funds to go to Whole Foods and get camu camu root and goji berries and all these superfoods that are amazing and blend them up in my Vitamix and get it going, you know? So, so Shakeology was my go-to and that's really why I've, um, I, I endorse that and started to share it with my clients and help them. And the transformation has been great because now it's a simple tool and people are getting some extra nutrients, some extra vitamins. I'm saying, hey, it's not replacing, it's adding. Right, exactly. Yeah. We'll get right back to the conversation with Anna. We talked a lot on the show already about how many calories it takes to get all the minerals and nutrients we need. 25,000, by the way, that's a ridiculous amount of calories. I don't know about you, but I'm more closer to like 2,000, 3,000. To make this whole superfoods and nutrient-dense process easier, Perfect Supplements has set up a page for the Wellness Force audience over at perfectsupplements.com slash wellnessforce. Perfect Aquatic Greens is a combination of half spirulina and chlorella. This microalgae contains over 100 nutrients, including protein, iron, beta carotene, calcium, and many, many more. Perfect Aquatic Greens is also an organic superfood that supports overall good health. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com slash wellnessforce. Don't forget to enter code wellnessforce to save 10% off your purchase. Now let's jump back to the fun and powerful conversation with Anna Renderer. Yeah. So getting to real foods, what happens though when people have cravings? I'm sure this comes up in group a lot, right? People have cravings. They say, Anna, I'm up at 10. I have to eat dark chocolate or I will die. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you say to them when that comes up? Well, you know, I say life isn't about depriving ourselves, you know, life is about being conscious of really, you know, what we need and why we need it. And so the cravings and the things that we, we go through, 
they're happening for a reason, whether it's, you know, we're dehydrated. I'm like, you, all you can do is if, if you're craving things on a regular basis, randomly is fine. Randomly, everyone goes through emotional things or, you know, physical things. Maybe you, you went through, you know, um, a terrible day and then you didn't drink water all day and then you were just totally depleted of energy and you were craving sugar. But the thing is, is that if you get more conscious with the daily behaviors, I say just get more uh, consistent with your daily habits that really, you know, give you the energy and give you that natural boost, you know, staying hydrated, getting your superfoods, eating real foods, getting your movement in, stretching, breathing. You know, that's one of the techniques is like get more air in your body, you know, fill Mm -hmm. up the lungs and the cells with oxygen and you're going to do your best. And so if you're still craving, then we have to take it to the next level. Maybe there's another level of help. Maybe there's something going on physically or physiologically that you need to, you know, get deeper in. But those little, you know, those little splurges and things, I tell women, just let it in, let it happen and don't feel guilty. Because the transition is this, it's the consistency. You talk about being addicted to real foods, piecing that in. I mean, making that work for everybody, but everyone's got their own story, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's got their own triggers. So as you said so eloquently, it's not that we have to have this structure, rigid piece where we're never having chocolate, Mm -hmm. but how does that relate to being consistent? How do we know if we're being consistent and if we're giving ourselves the good treats that we need and, and love to thrive and lead a balanced life? How do we do this consistency piece and be aware of our consistency in that process? Well, you know, when it comes to food, um, being consistent is if you have a general feeling of, all right, I've got the energy to do what I need to do every day. If you're feeling like you can't like survive your life, you know, your job is suffering, your relationships are suffering and things are going on in your life that are related to how you're fueling that's when you know you got to make some changes, right? And being consistent um, with your fuel is really important because then you're going to say, okay, I'm really getting after it. Man, things are taking off. I'm really doing well. I have the energy to keep going and being a great mom and being a great coworker and being a great friend and wife and whatnot. But when it comes to fitness, I think that's another consistent measure though, Josh, that I think is a is a way over-dramatized thing in, in, um, for women. They think they got to crush themselves every day for 60 minutes. And if they don't feel the pain, then I get in the game, right? That's that mm-hmm, whole saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to consistency, that's one of my strategies. And it's got a lot to do with movement. And, and if, if you feel that you got to crush yourself, then I'm sorry, but it's not the truth. I'm going to have to just stand up and say, no, just say no to pain. (laughs) Um, It's important to just move consistently and to do something versus nothing. So when you don't feel like doing anything, stretch, breathe, meditate, any kind of movement that can really get a flow through your body is worth more than not doing anything. And if you can do that consistently, You'll be in better shape. You'll be in better health than most people that go four days crushing themselves and then three days doing absolutely nothing because they feel like garbage. You're bringing up something in me where I just want to share this piece. Like I found the joy of walking again because I started wearing technology because I started with the Fitbit. Yeah. And I would plant this seed in clients' brains like, hey, have you ever thought about just tracking your walking for a week? 
what that would be like to just yeah. be okay, not killing yourself, not thrashing <laughs> your body, not having to do like 45 minutes of HIIT training without a break. It's okay to just take a week and walk or whatever it is. And it goes back to this consistency piece, because as you mentioned, if people are killing themselves, it's going to be pretty hard to make that consistent, right? I mean, there's no way there's a place for hard exactly. workouts. And I guess my final question before we jump into the next part of the interview is this consistency piece. This is comes up for so many people where they'll go great for two weeks and then they'll taper off. Mm. What do you see as a common denominator with clients you work with and across the board? I mean, you're in the fitness capital of, of Southern California. What happens to people? Why do they fall off from consistency? Well, you know, they usually start out too hard. They go too hard too soon um, and, and they burn out you know, because they, there's no way they can maintain where they're starting. And so they just go whoosh and then they drop off. And it's just because they burnt out or they just got overwhelmed and they feel like, oh my God, I can't do this. This isn't for me. I just can't because they tried too much. And I think that a lot of people have mistaken ideals. I think that's another thing that happens is that women want to look like these models on these magazine covers, or they want to look like the soccer player or the Olympic athlete that just won the gold medal, but they're not really taking a step back and saying, do I want to live that lifestyle? Is, is that lifestyle for me? Because I'm going to say probably not. You know, if you're a mother and you've got two kids and you work full time and you're married, you can't be an Olympic, an Olympic athlete, which means you can't train like an Olympic athlete, which means you're not going to look like an Olympic athlete. And if you can accept that and start to appreciate the lifestyle you can lead, the fitness that you can fit into your life and let that be your ideal, then you're going to be happy with your life. You're going to be more joyous when you're working out and you're walking and you're stretching and you're doing your yoga class, but you don't have to look like the Olympic athlete because that really isn't your ideal because you can't change your life. Mm-hmm. It's being realistic. It's having these smart goals, right? Yeah. And, and I know it sounds like a cool, fun acronym, but it really is true. Like your life is your life. Love and accept your life where you are. Do the best with it you can. Yeah. And through that discovery process, if you want to shift and be an athlete, great. But like yeah. be, be real with where you are right now. I know. I, if people say, oh, I wish I had your, I wish I had your body. I'm like, do you know what I do every day? I'm not a mother of two children. And I like, I don't have the responsibilities you have. And my life is fitness. My work is fitness. And don't compare yourself to me because we have different lives. And I'm going to, I'm going to share, you know, lifestyle is really, it has to be what you love. If you try to live someone else's lifestyle and it doesn't fit, it's not going to last. And the only thing you really want to do is sustain a healthy lifestyle and, and to do the best you can to be happy in that and, and to be happy with yourself. Mm. Um, and, and it will work. It will work out. I know it will. And the last piece, there's a few we missed. So I'm going to direct people over to your website. We can't get through all 10 strategies, but this last strategy, because you said self keyword strategy 10 is a self-love letter. Like, how does this relate to exactly the laser that you focused on where accepting where we are? What is the, the, the letter that you have people write? Why is this so powerful at the end? Um, I'm so glad we're finishing with this. And um, I know we didn't get to everything, but we've shared so much. And I'm so appreciative of all the time. Um, the self-love letter, I think, is so important because I, I think about back when my first love, right? My first love and the love letter I got, it was like this filled with all these emotions and all these feelings of appreciation and wow, someone feels this about me and thinks this about me. It's like amazing. Well, 
we need to think and feel that way about ourselves too. And think about writing yourself a love letter as if no one was ever going to read it. As if you could be the most loving person ever to yourself. All the things you care and love and appreciate about yourself and who you are and what you give and contribute and all of that. And then writing that out. And I put together a little template so that it's not just from scratch. Some people don't get creative, but I say start from scratch or try to fill in the blank and and then read this back to yourself every month or even even more often than that. Because until you fully love yourself and start to embrace it, because sometimes you got to fake it till you feel it. You know, that's what they say in fitness. That's what they say sometimes when you're doing a nutrition plan. It's like, just fake that you like it until you actually do. Hmm. You got to sometimes fake that you love yourself until you actually do. Because practice is, is what really makes us great at anything. So practice reading and writing about the things you love about yourself. Make it up. Start there and you will, you'll, you'll, you'll start to really appreciate yourself more and more and feel that love for yourself. Mm. And I'm, it's so beautiful that that's how it caps your system ending with self-love, which is really the spark that created the whole thing, right? Self-love. So, so powerful. So Anna, we're going to transition. It's the last part of the show and it's seven for seven. It's seven fast questions for seven top of mind answers. Are you down? I'm nervous. Yes. (laughs) Number one, we may have already touched on this. Who has been your most powerful mentor? Todd Durkin. Todd Durkin. Number two, if there's one thing you could change that you had the power to change in the entire health and wellness industry, what would you change and why? Oh my gosh, the power to change. It would be implementing more empowerment programs versus more ways to do squats. Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) What book has really shaped you? Have you had a favorite book that's, that's led you along the way to growth? Oh, so many. Um, The Charge by Brendan Burchard was one of the first books that really helped me fully open up my, uh, my really ambition for helping others with their personal development. If someone could wake up tomorrow morning and just do one thing, I know it's hard, but just one thing to begin this transformation process, what would it be? They would have a big glass of water right when they wake up. Ah, with lemon or without? Either or. Either one. I know yeah. you like that, right? You drink lemon water first thing in the morning? I do. Warm, warm lemon water. But when I get up, there's a glass of water on my bedstand and I pound 10 ounces right away. Yep. We lose a lot of water when we sleep. We do. Now, <laughs> we do, right? And people don't realize it, especially summer is coming. We yeah. need to drink way more water. Amen. Um, when you feel stressed or when you get in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in a, such a tough spot right now. What's a mantra or a message that you tell yourself to make everything settle down? When things get stressful, I, I, I don't know if I have a mantra, but that's, but that's interesting because one of the things I usually say things to get me fired up to get me excited and like to get my like, you know, blood flowing. And it's, you got this, just, you got this. That's a great mantra and it works for you. That's why it's such a beautiful question. You know, everyone has their own fuel, their own recipe for what makes them feel great. Last question. What is wellness to you? What's your personal definition of wellness? Wellness is accepting who you are, caring about others, loving your life, and being healthy and strong enough to contribute your greatest gifts to the world. 
Beautifully put. Anna, thanks for coming on the show. I want to stop for just 10 seconds and honor the work that I've seen you go through and create. You're helping so many people. I've known you since back in the day when you're at Fitness Quest 10. And it's honestly beautiful. Like you remind me what's possible if we're really checked into our heart and if we're doing what we believe in. And as you say, creating purpose and being sexy and confident on the outside and the inside. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Anna, where can people learn more about you? So just visiting my website, AnnaRenderer.com. Um, you can check out all about me and download my free gift there right on the homepage. I would love to um, contribute any value I could. That is a wrap for episode 53 with Anna Renderer. I am so grateful that Anna shared her wisdom with us today. How much energy did she have? She kind of reminds me of like a quasi Jeff Sanders, but with a little more of a fitness kick. Seriously though, I respect Anna so much. She's someone that I've looked up to for a long time and I've seen her come from the trenches all the way to the TV screens in Hollywood. This is somebody who really walks the talk, not only with her fitness, but with her heart. It was such a joy to interview Anna on the show today. Show notes and links can be found over at wellnessforce.com slash Anna. Go to her website too. We'll have that linked up in there, especially if you've been looking at some mindset pieces for getting better wellness. Next week, another surprise guest. Don't you guys like surprises? It's more fun when we have surprises. Where We'll go even one layer deeper into what it takes to know ourselves and have healthy habits. This week, help me celebrate my birthday and receive a $160 health bundle. Just tap the show art and leave a review for me by pushing that purple button that says review. Your review is powerful. Not only do you get to have a loud voice that I shout out on iTunes Live, but also you help spread the message of empowered living through wellness technology and real behavior change to people that need it the most. Thanks so much for your support in leaving a review for Wellness Force for my birthday week. Can't believe I'm going to be 36 years old. I know somebody's listening going, I remember when I was 36. And then there's like a 21-year-old going, wow, this guy's really old. (laughs) Either way, I really appreciate your support and value you so much for listening to the show. So now all you have to do is go and have an amazing day with all the tools and inspiration you've learned from Anna and every guest who's been on the show. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.